Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and welcome to the March 2015 CTSS quiz. I have 10 terrific cases for you. And without further ado, let's get started. This is an interesting case. The patient has HIV and diarrhea. So right away, you're going to be guessing what I'm thinking. But if you look at these images, there's a 3D which shows you very nicely dilated, wet, small bowel folds. That really is the key finding. And then you look in the mesentery and you see nodes, including what looks like a large nodal mass in front of the uh, aortic bifurcation. I would admit that from the nodal mass, you could think about lymphoma, and it's hard to exclude lymphoma. What I can get rid of here very easily is this is not C. difficile colitis. That's usually large bowel. It's not ischemic colitis. The vessels look okay, and the bowel pattern is not that of ischemic colitis. So really, you're thinking about MAI, which gives you very wet bowel folds, often proximal, as well as mesenteric nodes versus lymphoma. I think because of the appearance of the bowel folds, and I told you diarrhea, which helps a little bit as well, this was MAI infection. I will admit that sometimes MAI infection of the small bowel and mesentery can look identical to lymphoma, surely in terms of large bulky nodes. So this was MAI infection, a very nice case. This patient was on an LVAT and had guaiac positive stools and abdominal pain. What's the best diagnosis? So you look at the images and you can see the patient has a mass in the right colon, best around the cecum and ascending colon, and it's lobular. And I do admit you gotta think about carcinoma. TB causes narrowing, it's not TB. It doesn't have the look of C. difficile colitis. But I gave you this hint, the patient's on an LVAD, which means the patient has bad cardiac output. And indeed, this looked very much like a cancer, and it could indeed be a cancer. At surgery, this was ischemic colitis. And I show this case to make the point that ischemic colitis can look very much like carcinoma. We have known that from barium enema days through CT days. And this is one of the nicer examples I thought I would share with you to make you think about the process. If you're dealing with a patient who has a reason for ischemic bowel or the Increased flow like an LVAD patient with poor cardiac function, it's something to at least consider. This patient has abdominal pain, and what's the best diagnosis? The key is looking very carefully at the level of the distal ileum near the ileocecal valve. And when you look carefully, you see a little over a one centimeter lesion that's vascular. And that's the most classic location for a carcinoid tumor. Just a beautiful example. It's not yet obstructing, but carcinoids, typically in the region of the ileocecal valve region, carcinoids occur in the appendix. We know multiple zones, but this is just a beautiful example. Also, besides location, it's enhancing, and there aren't that many tumors that enhance. We always think about carcinoid. You can think about gist tumors in the small bowel, glomus tumors perhaps, but this is a beautiful example of a carcinoid tumor. It's not appendicitis, obviously. It's not geodiasis, which gives thickened bowel and it's not lymphoma, which gives bulkier masses. Though one can argue lymphoma can be a discrete polypoid mass, but then it would not be enhancing. So the best answer, and what was the correct answer, was a carcinoid tumor. Patient has sickle cell disease with hematuria. I'm asking what the best diagnosis is. The key thing here is I'm showing you CT urograms with widened window to look at the calyces well. I find this to be a very hard diagnosis. Unless you widen the windows, it's hard to look at the calyces. If you look especially at the calyces to the lower pole of the left kidney, 
you see that appearance, what's called a golf ball or a golf and tee configuration, and that's classic for papillary necrosis, okay? And sickle cell patients classically get papillary necrosis. This is not the appearance of renal cell or TCC or polynephritis. Beautiful example of papillary necrosis. Now, I will have to admit it's a very difficult diagnosis, but probably an underdiagnosed uh, finding. We often don't see it if we're not carefully widening the windows and looking at things often in the CT or gram 3D plane. Sometimes you can see what looks like a little bit of high density coming from calyces and this the papillary rays, but here is this kind of golf T configuration, very classic for the diagnosis. A really, really nice case. And again, best to find in the lower pole of the left kidney, but you also see it in the right kidney, particularly upper pole, as well as in the upper pole of the left kidney. Now, this is a very hard case. Patient has back pain. I'm asking you to tell me why. When you look at the images, you see an infiltrating process which infiltrates the uh, sacrum. You can see the sacral foramen in a wide, and there's a presacral mass. There's lots of infiltration. Um, myeloma tends to be a lytic expansile lesion. Lymphoma, you got to be thinking, infiltrating process. Ewing sacrum is not bad. Extramedullary hematopoiesis, you can get a presacral mass, but you don't really explain the foramina being widened. Uh, this is a most unusual case. You could think about a Ewing's, but that's more expansive, more destructive. This is more infiltrating. And when you think about infiltrating, perhaps lymphoma should go to the top of the list. It's a difficult diagnosis in the most unusual case, but this was lymphoma, a really, really impressive example. When you look at this case, you see multiple splenic lesions and a spleen that's enlarged. So what could this be? Well, could this be abscesses? Probably unusual, but I guess it could be immunosuppressed patients, bone marrow transplant, CML, large spleen, multiple lesions. But wow, that's a lot of lesions. And if you had that many lesions, you probably would see lesions in the liver as well. But it's a possibility. Could it be lymphoma? I guess lymphoma has many appearances. Lymphoma can involve the spleen only. You can have diffuse infiltration. You can have focal lesions, multiple lesions. So it's a possibility. Lymphangiomas is a really good diagnosis. They're often multiple, they're low density, they're well-defined, but um, I guess that's a possibility. Simple cysts, this is just not simple cysts. They're not well-defined, they're not sharply marginated. This is not simple cysts. So I would say the best diagnosis here would probably be lymphangiomas without a history. It's kind of hard. In fact, this was lymphangiomas, but the correct answer for the study, the least likely diagnosis are simple cysts. Very nice example. Now this is a great case. What's the most likely diagnosis? And I'm showing you this case because it was a wonderful case. It's a big adrenal mass, and to me the best diagnosis is adrenal carcinoma, which is not listed. This is surely not an adenoma. We've seen some large adenomas. This is not one of them. This is not a pheo. Pheos can be large. This is kind of too large maybe, but we've seen big pheos, but it's not vascular. Melanoma, I guess I can't exclude, right? Metastasis from melanoma can be large. They're often bilateral, but I don't see any other disease in the abdomen. But you can get melanoma. It's a possibility. But one other thing to think about with a large adrenal mass would be lymphoma. Now, I admit it's usually bilateral, and we usually describe it as keeping the adrenal form, which this does not do. This is a big oval mass. Well, this was lymphoma. And if you said metastatic melanoma, I'm giving you full credit. But the answer was lymphoma, a really, really terrific case.
This case is an interesting case. It's rare and uncommon, but an important finding. Sometimes this patient presents what looks like a mass in the patient's right atrium. And when you look carefully, there's a lesion protruding from the left atrium into the right atrium. This was a patient who was being evaluated for coronary CT, which explains the timing why there's no contrast in the right side of the heart because we flushed this region with the uh, saline chaser. And you see this outpouching that goes from the left atrium into the right atrium. And what is it? Well, it's so well defined, it's not an ASD because then you would see a, a jet phenomena. It's not a normal variant and Fortunately, it's not a ruptured atrium. Uh, that would see contrast everywhere, and the patient would probably be dying. This was an atrial septal aneurysm. They're rare, classic. Uh, they can be managed conservatively. Sometimes they're resected. Sometimes they put an occluder there. But a very nice example of an atrial septal aneurysm, a very, very specific diagnosis. In this case, I show you just to make the point that sometimes it's hard to tell if a patient has a carcinoma superimposed upon chronic pancreatitis. This patient has chronic pancreatitis. You can see extensive glandular calcification. You can see a cyst tracking beneath the splenic capsule. You see the head of the pancreas is large, and there's a relative paucity of calcifications. And the truth is, I cannot exclude a carcinoma in an area of uh, patient with chronic pancreatitis. Lymphoma, nah, lymphoma so rare in the pancreas, this doesn't look like lymphoma, and it doesn't look like autoimmune pancreatitis. So really, the one thing I'm sure about, the patient has chronic pancreatitis. Could I exclude a carcinoma? The answer was I couldn't. This patient had poor pancreatic function. This patient eventually underwent a pancreatectomy with islet cell transplant, and a path, all of the uh, findings in the head were simply due to chronic pancreatitis. So it could be a difficult diagnosis, and I promise you if I was reading this case or when I was reading this case, I would not be simply calling this chronic pancreatitis next case. This is a great case, again, cardiac CT, and when you look at the left ventricle, there's an outpouching from the left ventricle going into what appears to be the right ventricle. Now, you're not seeing contrast extravasation, but it's like an outpouching. So what is this? If it was a ruptured left ventricle, you'd see contrast displaced everywhere. Here it's just focally pushing into the uh, region of the right ventricle. It's not an ASD, obviously. It's the left side of the heart. It could be a VSD, but then again, you get a jet, not this big outpouching. This is a classic appearance of a membranous septal aneurysm. They're fairly uncommon, but again, something to recognize. Usually managed conservatively, but a very important diagnosis, not to call this a pseudoaneurysm or some other complication. You can see in this case, it's not far from the aortic root, and you can imagine someone calling this a pseudoaneurysm. Well, those are 10 cases. I think they were somewhat difficult, somewhat tricky, and somewhat at times impossible to answer. But the key was what you can learn from the cases, and hopefully you've learned a bunch. And so for March 2015, till next month, have a great month.